Disrespectful money, paper keep cutting my hands. Counting white faces, I got Dave Matthews bands. Bands and make a dance and Nancy. Dave Matthews bands. Bands and make a dance and Nancy. Dave Matthews bands. Wake up! Everything is so wavy, Tony, yeah, yo. Pushing Rari's like it's Ferris Bueller's day, yo. Too much sauce, we're cooking up with mayo. My spirit animal is quite. Got a country woman deep fried and double wide. No apologies when there's hair in my apple pie. My girl gets extra filthy, especially when she came in mouth. I ride clean, but love them girls with the dirty side. Domino, motherfucker, what's happening? Alright, so back on my bullshit for another episode. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. I go by the name of Domino, and as usual, I am still without a co-host. No one wants to do this shit with me. No one loves me. Um, I didn't have the, uh, I wasn't fortunate enough to have a sibling <laughs> that wants to do the same shit I want to do. <laughs> so, the guests I have today, uh, they first referred to me as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the pink I have on helps. <laughs> um, they're hip-hop sketch comedians, uh, host of Two Jews and Two Black Dudes, hosts of A Waste of Time with This The Real. I think, I've been going over this in my head, I think that might be my favorite podcast. Oh, which oh, one? A waste of time. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have Jeff and Eric Rosenthal. What's happening? It's the real. Hey. What up? How you guys doing, man? Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. No, our pleasure. So just to be clear, you're not a woman. <laughs> not a woman. Yes. HK underscore Domino. Shout out to her and one fucked up mind. You grandmotherfuckers had one job! One job, Jeff and Eric! One fucking job! But you okay. are wearing pink. I am, I am wearing okay. pink. <laughs> Just want to give the people out there a little, like, visual. You will see in the promo photo. I did not... I, I, didn't, I didn't think this through. <laughs> think this through much. Listen, so it's um, 2019, you know? All the rules are out the window. I mean, are they? Because we can still keep some of them, but... You know, right. It is what it is, but... <laughs> For real, thank y'all for coming. No, thanks for having us. So, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever the fuck you get your podcast, I am there. I would say we, but I don't have a fucking co-host. Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com for any of your comments, questions, or concerns. If you want your question asked, if you want your question answered, and the, I forgot what I fucking called it, answered? Never mind. If you want your question answered, (laughs) or you want to ask me anything, you can reach me at Podcast at gmail.com. So, because I do not have a co-host i'm just gonna interview these two gentlemen and you know get on with the shit so wait can i be the co-host wow. yes you can yes wow. okay I have someone <laughs> someone likes me enough to be my co-host yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean you have dan so you could take dan that's right you, you already right. took he's, one he's, twin can i have the other twin he's not here right now <laughs> yeah but you know but yeah <laughs> he's around yeah i'll get him on the speakerphone <laughs> okay <laughs> now uh first well first thing how's your mom doing She's doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I imagine your audience probably isn't up on our mom. <laughs> probably but, not. <laughs> but uh, our mom is doing very well. She was uh, struck by a car back in October on um, 1017. 1017. Yeah. yeah. That's my birthday. That's why I asked. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also Gucci Mane. So Gucci. shout out to <laughs> yeah. Gucci. But, but um, yeah, our mom was crossing the street here in Manhattan uh, going to a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, car went around the corner, did not stop hit our mom our mom got a concussion and um some uh pelvic fractures concussions are very scary Mm -hmm. 
uh, obviously, like you see it in football and in, in hockey and sports, whatever. Right. But seeing it up close is like like yeah, another she, story. She just totally like could not compute that uh, Trump was our president. Like didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There was a, that well, was like the one good thing. That's that remains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still can't, yeah. Still can't compute. Understand it. that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but mom is back on her feet. I mean, it's it's really incredible to see what the human body can do. Mm-hmm. Also, what physical therapists can do, what mm-hmm. good doctors can do and a lot of love and care can do. And our mom is uh, back on her feet, moving around the city and just about back to normal so thank you very much yeah, no problem you know i had to ask because like i said it did happen on my birthday so when i heard the episode i was like damn that's kind of kind of eerie oh yeah. yeah so you know i want to get these guys on the show and then i gotta ask them about their mom I, I yeah, wouldn't, yeah yeah i yeah. feel right yeah not, no, not thank doing you it. thank you very much no problem now um what's a what's a normal day for it's the real like because i know you guys record like a lot of episodes in a day you did yeah. the uh 12 days of podcast 12, yeah. yeah 12 days of podcast <laughs> that has to be a lot so what's what's a normal day for it's the real like uh, let's see. I mean, you wake up before I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm just gonna say off jump. I'm not sure that there is a normal day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's there's things that we do as um, we're essentially independent artists. Mm-hmm. You know, we are self-employed. We've been doing hip hop sketch comedy for the last eleven and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that we've done sketches that you would see like SNL type stuff, but mm-hmm. on YouTube, we've done music, we've done podcasts, we've done live shows, we've uh, sold sold TV out shows, live shows. Sold out live shows. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we've done we've done a lot of fun stuff, but um, it doesn't exactly fit into a nine to five. Mm-hmm. A lot of people out there might be like, "Well, you guys can just sleep in, or you guys can just operate whenever you want to do stuff, or like book whoever wants to come over whenever." That's actually not the case. It's a lot of outreach. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of putting structure into your day because you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if we did sleep all day, that doesn't get anything accomplished. Right. But it is so good to sleep <laughs> all day. Like I, I, I'm a, I'm a man who loves a good nap. Right. But, um, but no, I mean, today I spent the day, uh, I, we've been doing this newsletter, um, mm. or we, we just started a newsletter. And so we got up to like 500 names. And so I've been spending a lot of time, like getting all these people, like I, I, Made it a crusade to get somebody from Brazil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why Brazil? Because come to Brazil. It, it, it is my favorite thing to comment on anybody's Instagram picture. It's like, <laughs> okay. this, like yeah. this dumb like uh, like fan culture. Mm-hmm. Just come to Brazil. Oh, yeah. When they, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I get you. Okay. So I write that on like uh, Scotty Beam's pictures. Or mm-hmm. I write it on anybody who's just like a little bit like too glossy. I'm just like, okay. Anybody right. who's verified. Yeah. Anybody. <laughs> or but, not. Whatever. But anyway, but, so. So uh, so we did that. You know, today uh, we're also finishing up our, our last days in our current apartment. Yeah, mm. we're moving. Okay. So so that's been a, a lot. But if you're talking about booking for our podcast, mm. there's a lot that goes into that. Um, again, we don't have a booker. We don't have an executive producer. We don't have. We do the podcast out of our own home. So is it is it, is it just you two? Yes, yeah, just yeah. us two. Yeah. No managers. No nothing. No manager. Nope. We had managers. We fired them. Okay. You know, years ago. We had agents. We fired them. Mm. This had, is totally uh, independent. Um, mm. We don't even have a network anymore. Well, we that are, being said, like ma- our manager and like because pe- people aspire to be on like a podcast network or people mm. aspire to be in a building or to have people behind them. Okay. And the problem is that if people don't do the work that's required mm. and you're like outworking these people, then it's just like, well, then what's the point? Like, why would I, you're just gumming up the process. And mm. also there's a lot of people out there who are just like, yo, I've made it once I get a manager or okay. once I get an agent, I've made it like this. It's a, it's a cool idea. It's like, mm. Oh, hit my manager, you know, or yeah, like yeah. business inquiries through our manager. But it's, it's not, it's not going to work for you if if 
you're not doing the work yourself mm. and also if they're not doing the job you know it, it just doesn't make sense to have a title up there it's just like do the work so what do we have to do we have to reach out to a lot of people we want to get um you know a big guest we want to get whatever swiss beats on so that was a lot that was a long process before mm. we got swiss beats on that yeah, was it's a lot of no's it's a lot of not hearing from people it's a mm. lot of learning to sell yourself you know like mm. what will be more attractive to a person who has better things to do right right and and also what's the what's the cool part of selling the idea of you're coming over to our upper west side apartments mm -hmm. to have an hour and a half conversation about your life so you right. have to come up with creative ways to sell yourself, to sell your product, to level up, and to actually put in the work to do it. So when you're talking about we do everything, we do the booking, we do the editing, we do the promotions, we do just everything that that it takes, the the engineering. Mm -hmm. We sit with, with a computer, with GarageBand, with three mics at our kitchen table, and we just go. Mm -hmm. Now, being that you guys have been in this 12 years and you're still hearing no, do mm -hmm. you feel like that you've gotten the credit that you deserve yet no why so i said that but I, I bet that everybody feels that way like even people who have quote unquote made it mm -hmm. but i do think that like for us it's just like it's a frustrating thing because it does feel like two people against the world right um which can also be very exciting mm. yeah by the way um but we hear no and i think that we're we're both focused, we're both driven, and we want bigger things. Mm. And look, we got to make it happen. You know, you talk to all these people on the other side, and, and I think one thing that's cool about A Waste of Time with It's The Real is that there's a lot of inspiration that comes out of these stories. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a wide swath of careers, right? right? You have people who are rappers, you have people who are producers, but you also have people who are managers, who are executives, People who are engineers. People, people who aren't in the industry. Yeah, writers and bloggers and friends of ours. I mean, mm. there's no bloggers. There, I mean, there, there were. There were bloggers. <laughs> but there are, there are a lot of stories and a lot of inspiration to come out of that. And everyone's got a different story. So our path is, is singular to us. Mm. And there's no cheat code. I think that's a, another thing a lot of people sort of take for granted. It's like, oh, well, once you hit a certain point, you're good. Well, no. Uh, you could say that we made it when we sold the TV show. You could mm. say we made it when we sold out Highline Ballroom. Right. You could say we made it when we sold out SOBs or we traveled to London or mm. we put out our album or or we sold out of our T-shirts. Mm -hmm. You could say we made it when we moved out of our town and into New York City and could pay our rent. Right. Mm. But it's not it's not like the work stops. Mm. I think that's another thing that people sort of believe, too, is that whatever you made it is, is, is a thing. Well, yeah, that's the weird thing about all this too. It's because there's so many people who don't know us, mm. but there's also a lot of people who will DM us and just, and call us legends. And it's like, am I a legend because I've been around for a long time? Like, am I a legend because I have been doing like quote unquote cool things? Like mm. I, I don't, it's a, it's a hard thing to sort of quantify where it's like you sort of feel like a nothing, but you also feel like an everything to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys put out amazing fucking work. I don't know if you guys remember See, the tweet. <laughs> so, I'm just saying because why well, say you guys are my favorite podcast, right? You know, you guys, you, you know, you got your Joe Buttons, you got, mm -hmm. you know, the read and you got all mm -hmm. these other podcasts out there. They're entertaining, but I go to y'all podcast because I want to learn shit. So you, you have these behind the scenes people that I've never heard of. And then I click on the episode and I'm just fascinated by these stories. So like, like I said, I don't know if, if y'all remember the tweet. I got about like five or six It's the Real podcasts that I listen to every month. So it's like, 
it may be like a Joe Fresh Goods, it may be like Rob Stone, it may be Marsha St. Hubert, it may be uh, J.I.D., it may be Eve mm-hmm. Mouse or some shit like that. It's just like half of these people I don't know and then hearing their story like, you know, Rob had cancer and then he beat that and now he's doing this and then, you know, Mouse used to fucking sell guns and, you know. And maybe still does. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't know Mouse. I, I think <laughs> my, he might, <laughs> okay? Yeah. You know, I, I just hear all these stories and then like all the behind the scenes stuff is just because I'm so entrenched in hip hop. I just liked, I just love to hear these success stories of people that have had these low lows and now they're at these extreme highs. So for you guys to, to rattle off your resume, it, it to me, you know, I'm nobody, but it's, it's like you guys are, you, you've made it. Well, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sincerely. Like, yeah. so here's 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 where we come at it, and I think what makes our podcast interesting and and worth um, multiple listens is that, and this is like just a little, it, it's not even a secret. It's just like what we do. Mm. A person's life is a person's life, right? Right. So, and I'm glad that you listen to the episodes of people you may not know. Mm. That's cool to me. Like yeah. that that means that like we have good taste, mm. and and it also means that we put out a product that you're like, you know what, I have to give this a shot, right. which is cool. So let's say someone comes up on the podcast and you don't know their name, you don't know their their background or anything, but they come up there. What we want to do is sell you them, mm. and we want to give you the highs like Jeff saying and the lows like Jeff was saying. But but in the end, we want that person to feel like whatever they've done that's legendary mm. like we've we've all gotten to this place where we are today and the fact that that person dealt with whatever they dealt with to get to that point where you're sitting at that microphone with us mm. that should make you feel legendary so people can call us whatever they want and some people like what we do some people don't like what we do a lot of people don't know what we do mm-hmm. but i think that um we feel an achievement to have gotten to this point and remain relevant and that's come really off fucking cool. hard for twelve years. It, that's well, a, and yeah. longer, by the way. Like, like there's there's other shit from we did YouTube content to audio content to music to you know live shows. That's a, that's really fucking hard to transition from like. Well, so what? Twelve years. I'm, I'm bad at math. So no, no we, yeah, it's, it's but, a, right, but a also lot. like with oh, seven. Like a, I mean, I think the yeah. hardest thing is yeah. that we've done it without a building. <laughs> right. Like it, it's it's us and that's it. Like it's not like. You know, complex, uh, yeah, complex, or, or like a label or whatever is yeah. is mm. bankrolling any of this. Like we're we're keeping our heads above water for twelve years. Yeah, but like <laughs> you know, there are, there are times when you're just like, oh my god, like, are we going to make? A, can I afford a metro card? You mm. know, like there there are definitely times where it's just like, what? Yeah, you know, am I going to be the the old garage band at at forty? You right. know, who's just like. But then you're also like, you have all these people out there who are just like, you're one hit away. Mm. And so like, I think that's sort of been like the driving force where it's just like, we're so close and we're doing something that we think is important and we're thinking that we're doing something that's good. Mm. Now, has there any, has there ever been a point in time in that 12 year where you've considered getting a nine to five thinking like, hey, this might not work or we can do this as a hobby or, you know. Uh, there's there's yes definitely no. those days. Yeah, I, I, it's like you think those thoughts definitely enter your mind, mm-hmm. but not seriously enough where you're just like, oh, you want to know what? Like, let's have a serious conversation. Yo, I don't mm-hmm. think we I think we've only had one serious conversation. That's when somebody um, our friends got a, a label. Mm-hmm. Um, they got themselves a label and they offered us uh, this position that would involve us marketing for them mm-hmm. and doing like, you know, old school. It's the real videos like right. sketches. Right. And we took a hard look at it and then we decided that we had too much 
um, too many irons in the fire mm. ourselves yeah. to do that. So, and, and also, this is like it, where it gets into real life mm. is where. So, we've lived in the same apartment, nice apartment, you know, on the Upper West Side. It got really like uh, normal to have all these people just come over at all hours to mm. hang out with us, sketches or podcasts or whatever. And. The doormen are cool with us. Mm. Neighbors don't bother us. There's an extra layer of concrete in between the floors so no one can hear. Like right. If we play loud music or we have a guest late at night or anything. Which we only idea. found out after the FBI came over. But that's like a, a that's totally separate yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> All right. but um, you know, you, you get used to a place and you have great owners. And then one of the owners died and the family sold the building mm. for $66 million. Congratulations to them. Yeah, New owners come in. And now they got a mortgage, so mm. they're not going to make their rent back on our, or they're not going to make their their money back on our rent. Mm-hmm. So the the real the real life part comes in where it's like, well, we can't afford a twenty five percent jump in our rent mm-hmm. at this point, nor should we want to in the quarters that we have. Like, what made it appealing was that it was low rent, mm-hmm. but also like there's this thing where because we work for ourselves, we don't have pay stubs, right. And so we were like, can we even get approved for an apartment? So mm. there is a thought where it's like, what are we going to do? And and Jeff and I are looking at apartments up and down the city and all around. In Brooklyn, up in Harlem, down in the financial district. In actual South Harlem, not yeah. just like pretend <laughs> right. South Harlem where we live. Uh, east, the East Village, like everywhere. The, the Upper East Side, which, by the way, mm. we do not want to live over yes. on the Upper East Side. We're Upper West Side guys. Yeah. Mm. But we're looking all over. And we were walking down the street and, and Jeff was like, do you want to move to L.A.? You have to take a second and, and really like think about that in that in that moment and be like, what are the pros and cons of actually just like going out there and, and trying something new and and committing yourself in a short period of time to something otherworldly? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I do not want to live in L.A. <laughs> what? Now was, why? Why do I not? I don't like driving. I don't like the the space of, mm. um, you know, like here you can hit like a million events in a night. There you have to mm. sort of like pick and choose. Right, right. Um, I think I don't. I like the energy of New York better. Mm. Um, I like the food in L.A. Right. Um, <laughs> but the only L.A. people I really like, and no offense to my friends out there, but are New York transplants. Yeah. Um, right. I think I get. I think I get along best with people who are New York transplants to to L.A. Mm. But. That being said, it was a more attractive option than trying to find an apartment in New York, which is to say that living in New York is is hard. Mm-hmm. And if Jeff lived in L.A., he would pronounce that horde, horde, yeah. horde. It's yeah. horde. It's horde. But anyway, but As so I we dance around the room. But we, do, but we, <laughs> did, but we, but we didn't do that, right? Mm. And you make it work, and that's what a lot of living in New York is making it work, right? When Je- when Jeff's talking about we couldn't afford Metro cards, you walk. Mm. You know, when you can't afford meals, when you're living. You off. steal. What's that? You steal if you can't afford meals. Uh, no. So, well, but 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 you. This is I'm a family. This is a family I, podcast, yeah, okay. guys. <laughs> I grew up different. I'm sorry. You 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 skip meals. You know. Mm. You commit to the the bigger idea, and we've committed to this bigger idea of of what it's the real is and what it could be, and we're excited now to be. It's funny too when the when the world catches up with you. Right. For a long time we were ahead. Now it feels like everyone's understanding what we can do. Mm. And and if if we're colliding at the right point, I think there's a lot of magic that can be made. So we're excited. Now would you take a job of some if, if it was offered to you or would you rather remain your own bosses? Oh my God. Uh I would not take 
a job where I have to like work on it's hard. I want to I want to make my own projects. I don't want to mm. have to do something that I don't want to do. And that's the luxury of, you know, working for myself. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you look at what we've done, man, we we wanted to do a book for the longest time. Mm. And an opportunity came to us after we had left people who were like, "No, don't do a book. Focus on just one thing." And we're like, "Time's too short. There's a lot of opportunity. We feel good about ourselves. We feel good about our audience." And we mm. did this thing called Rhyme Book, which is is doing extremely well right now. And it's right. A, it's a very it's close to our hearts because it this wasn't just like um, fitting us into a box. This was something that we were passionate about, something that we can stand by, and something that people are using, which is dope. So. Okay. And and that we wouldn't be able to do and dream up and and create if we were working under you know some sort of corporate yeah I think ceiling. like the the issue one of the issues with that label that approached us mm. was am I going to care about something I don't care about right you know am I going to care about artists I don't like I have to work on somebody else's behalf what if I don't really like them mm. you know. Can I put in my full hundred percent into that? Mm. And, and so I think if if we stand for anything, if people look at us, it's like we do what we love, mm. and that's what you get from anything that we're a part of. If we put something out there, it's not half-assed, and it's not going to be anything that that doesn't go up to the standards that we've lived up to for over a decade. But mm. it's also that like. Even in terms of our guests, if if we don't a hundred percent want to hear their story, they're not coming over. Yeah. So there's no one in the two hundred plus episodes that you didn't want to interview, but for I guess like a favor or you know just because it's a good look that you interview them. Like it's no one. Um, there. I in hindsight there might be like one or two yeah. that mm-hmm. were like you know like you're you're pressed to to find a guest, mm-hmm. and there might be somebody that you're like okay they're like a friend and mm. that's an easy get. Okay. Um, but then because they're friends, you're like, okay, well maybe that they're, I, I don't think I went into it being like, you want to know what? This is a pity guest. No. In okay. any, in any, in any case. No, mm. I can, I can think of one where it, it could have seemed iffy, mm. but we had heard the person's story and knew that there was a lot to glean from that. Okay. And, um, and I think we got a good response for that, for that episode. And I think, we ended up being happy with it, but it, I guess it could have been seen as a favor. But it, oh, and by the way, I have no idea who he's talking about. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's good the then. crazy thing. Like, I have I have an idea of somebody who I was just like, eh, like right. I don't know. And then he's talking about somebody. I I I honestly, I almost want you to say it right now because I I just don't know who you're talking about. No, but that's all right. I mean, yeah. I can I can bleep it out because I edit my own shit too. So. <laughs> now it's low key. <laughs> <laughs> now, um. Being brothers and working together, what do you guys constantly fight about, either creatively or just as brothers? Uh, Eric loads the dishwasher <laughs> a particular way, and I just cannot get it. Um, but we haven't we haven't argued about that in a very long time. Okay. Um, what do we What do we argue about? Um, like when it comes to a podcast guest, or it comes to like well, structure yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. I think, yeah, that, yeah. I think that there are certain times where I want somebody who is more of a you know there there is a, there is a, a distinction between somebody who's behind the scenes but also big behind the scenes and there's a, a distinction behind somebody who is popping now but maybe isn't as popping as you know you wanted them to be mm. 
or something like I mean like there there are these little like things and it's like the little bit of difference yeah, right. can make the biggest right thing mm-hmm. yeah I so mainly mainly the way it goes is that Jeff will do the booking mm-hmm. and I will do the editing okay. um there's there's times when it's like not so uh rigid yeah yeah in terms of what we do well I mean mm-hmm. you always do edit yeah I, I I always edit um and and Jeff for the most part does the booking but we have a lot of conversation as to who we want mm. but i would say that the the arguments that we have and we, there's not a lot to mm. be completely honest like to live together and to work together is a lot and mm. we're brothers yeah but it actually works extremely well if you look at it like from a lot of steps back you just like look at the big picture it's like we work very well together we live very well together like mm. we have a lot of the same interests you know, we don't argue about like, oh, you're watching stupid shit on TV. It's just like, no, I like that stupid shit too. Right. right. But, but, um, or I just won't watch it. But the but the arguments come from when we do the intro. Oh yeah, no that, that okay that. <laughs> like yeah, that that's what we argue about. I hit a nerve or something. Like what happened? What's that? Okay. I said, did I hit a nerve or something? Because no, he's like, no, no, intro. no. That, but that, <laughs> you can't hit a new nerve with that. No, <laughs> that, we will we will scream at each other. Because we want these okay. jokes to like hit, or it's fine. Like, know what you're saying doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, like um, the intros to our podcast. So right, like, right. you know, like those five minutes where it's just like the two of us talking yeah. about the week or about what's going on or about that person on the episode. Right, and right. Somehow it can seem like <laughs> the most daunting task mm. to just like, yeah. you know, be like, "Hey, what happened this week?" Yeah, or mm. like have like a normal conversation. You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> in that five minute right. every single like not every single not time every but single like time. but every single time <laughs> like not every single time but every single time no there's a lot there's a lot where it's just like hey er, uh, you know uh hey jeff hey eric how are you doing well thank you and then it's just like Silence. stops yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but it ends up like i i think the worst <laughs> The worst case scenario in that is that we sit in silence across from each other with these microphones, just with the computer there. Jeff's on his phone, and we just are thinking of what the hell we could talk about. And then it's just like, well, no, your idea is stupid, my idea is stupid, whatever. Mm. And it's just like, okay, we're not going to do this tonight, and we'll like march off, you know, in a huff. Mm. And then it's like the next day, hopefully, you can sit down and record something because we have these deadlines. But Obviously, what you hear, and none of those arguments even matter. Right, right. You know that they happened three years ago right. for an episode that sounds great, and people may even skip the intro. So mm-hmm. whatever. So it's like, what is the argument worth it? Probably not. But right. no. do we both feel so passionately about the creativity and the jokes? Yes. And is there a sort of like line that gets crossed in terms of like, you know, how you approach that? For sure. Well, mm. I'm just glad that like the arguments like you know are confined to that, and it's not like you know fucking right. We're Move sitting out. with the A locks Twitter or something, or some shit. Yeah, and no. I'm just like, you fucking idiot! Like no. you know, <laughs> no. So uh, there, there is a funny story though. So as you know, we used to do sketches. We we put them out like mm. like it's it's funny too because when we started out, um, we had an idea and we took that idea that was going to be a TV show. Everywhere we could, you know, you knock on doors where mm. it's like you don't know the people. You just email them and hope that they'll respond. Yes, you can come in and meet with me. Mm. And so we would go to different places and people thought the idea was great, but they couldn't see how it would get made. And so we were like, well, all right, if no one is going to back us, mm. then we'll just do it ourselves. So we had a camera and we had ourselves and we had our ideas and we had friends who would act in these things. And we would put out these videos and 
we got internet famous. We, we put out these videos like it was a real TV show. Every Monday morning, you can count on a new episode from It's the Real. And so we do that, and it goes crazy on all the blogs and on YouTube and Vimeo and everything. Mm. So at a certain point, we're working with artists that we like and admire and grew up on. So that's Bun B and it's Cameron and Max B and, and uh, Nick Cannon and Amanda Seals and whoever. Mm. Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy and Travis McCord from Gym Class Heroes. Clips. But um, Joel Ortiz was a contemporary of ours, mm. and he was doing a video with Rick Cordero, the director, and they were like, come down to this video shoot and be a part of this. And so Jeff and I go down there, and we were going to shoot a sketch based around that music video scene, mm. and they're off down a hallway in this in this big warehouse filming, and Jeff and I come to a creative standstill. And start barking at each other. <laughs> and Mike Harrard. Well, who, uh, I mean, we, we went off into like a parking lot. Yeah. Mm. But Mike Harrard, who now works for Shady and at the time was managing Joel, mm. was like, I heard you guys fighting and that is a TV show. That's what works. And that's awesome. We need more of that. And we're like, no. Really? Like, what what <laughs> yeah. part of fighting with your brother do you find like interesting great? yeah like you just like find the whole thing embarrassing and for 10 years now mm. he brings it up every single time every time like we'll see him every on the street we see him, and he was just, just like, like yo that yeah that is the show that's funny and yeah. we're like uh, i hate that fucking guy <laughs> i hate that guy They're like remember that one thing you I did know, no. yeah. yes yes motherfucker you tell me every time you see me and by the way we never wanted to be the guys on the receiving end of hey you know what's funny you know, you guys are good for that one thing. Mm. We never want it to be too late at the party. Mm. So that's that's what we do. We do things for a certain period of time. We do it until we feel like the time is right. Like Jerry Seinfeld didn't end Seinfeld, the show, years after that he should have. Mm. He ended it at, at the top. Okay. So it's like, it's like we, we want to remain relevant. We want to remain cool. And we don't want to just be stopped in the street like, oh... Those guys, the guys who did sketches, mm-hmm. you know, every Monday for 10 years. It's like, no, like, like that for what it was and fuck with all the other stuff that we do now. Um, right. By the way, if anybody notices, like, that sound of somebody, like, messing with their microphone, it's me because mine appears to be drooping. Oh. And so <laughs> I feel like... Um, what the fuck is Jordan when you need him? You no, feel it's like- all right. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm sort of like hunkered down into myself. Like I, I look like yeah, you, you're, you're tall, so it's kind of yeah. It yeah. Kinda, I'm, I'm well, glad I don't have cameras and shit in here. Eventually, the way that it's gonna work is that it's gonna be like, um, yeah, Jeff's gonna be <laughs> yeah. like CeeLo. Yeah, because CeeLo lay down likes to record like on the floor. Right. So <laughs> now, um, comedy. Yeah. Now, what's your guys' bar for comedy? Like, do you watch stand up regularly? Do you not? Yeah. Not really. I watch the same things over and over and over. Really? Um, yeah. So I watch um, BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Okay. I watch, um, I watch, uh, Thirty Rock. I watch um, those NBC sitcoms. The Office. Office. Mm. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Um, just over and over and over. And then, and I never get tired of it. Mm. Like it, it's not like I like memorize the lines or anything. I just I find uh, this comfort in listening and and watching those. Um, also. Uh, Bill Murray movies, Steve Martin, mm-hmm. um, but also, I mean, just like the internet, um, okay. and yeah, I mean, you know, uh, what were you? What would you say? Yeah, I. Well, we both grew up on SNL. Mm-hmm. SNL was very important to us. Um, 
And, you know, a lot of movies, Coen Brothers movies, yeah, a lot of Bill Murray stuff, a lot of just being in a funny household, mm. you know? And, and I think there is something special about, uh, you know, being able to bounce ideas off each other and to have honed this idea of what our voice is. Mm. There was a time when we were doing sketches all those years ago that people would hit us and they're like, yo, you're funnier than everything on TV right now. You should have your own TV show. Mm. And I'm glad that we didn't get into a position where we felt compelled to pitch something back then because we weren't ready, you know? So all these years later, it's just like, oh, we know who we are and we know what our voice is and we know what's funny and what works and what we like. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to sell a TV show and you're able to put out product that you know is going to, you know, really like move the culture, you mm -hmm. know, or, or stand the test of time. So, you know, I, I think that we could put something out there that that is up there with with TV shows that have been mentioned. But also, I think that it's important to us to stay true to ourselves. Mm. Because you're talking about like our bar for comedy. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be any any lower than that. You know, what so you stay wanted. in that sketch realm, I want to say, kind of. Oh, for our TV show? Well, just for like what you watch, because he named some TV yeah. shows. You, you yeah. guys didn't name any real like stand-up comedy specials or, you know. I mean, no, I mean, I, I would say like, you know, we both love um, everything from like, old David Spade specials to yeah. John Mulaney yeah, yeah, yeah. to Chris um, Rock and to Ron Funches and to um, Gerard Carmichael and to Hassan uh, Minaj uh, uh, Pete Holmes and mm. th there's a lot that you know we'll watch um, yeah I mean I I grew up on a lot of stand-up specials on um, on Comedy Central mm. like when they would do Premium Blend and when they would do um, whatever the other like Comedy Central half-hour shows were named mm. like yeah david tell like was like number one for me like there he spoke to me like no what john stewart um dave Chappelle was like killer yeah mm. obviously yeah um but also Jimmy like garofalo but even like newer stuff like um with david tell and jeffrey ross oh it's it's hilarious like bumping mics on on, on, yeah, on netflix. netflix but but what's cool is that like yeah like we just we you know, like Steve Jobs had this whole thing where he's like, I know what the audience wants. Right. Like he didn't go out there and test what mm. the iPod or iPhone would be. Mm. He's not like, well, let me get like, you know, everyone's reaction to it. He was just like, no, this is what they want. You motherfuckers need this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to sell it to you. Well, that's right. what we do. You know, we know what's good. We know what's funny. Mm. And you'll you'll go out there and fuck with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say like. When we watched the Deaf Comedy Jam special mm. um, that came out, oh, on was that last year? Last year, yeah, yeah. There was there was a huge part of me that was like, oh, I missed out by not growing up on this. Mm. Um, but we also didn't have HBO for you know the formative years of, of yeah. that. Yeah, okay. we didn't have cable for a long time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we didn't have video games for a long time. Really? Not that we were sheltered, but it was just mm. like we we grew up in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person we met. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was growing up in that household like, you know, yeah. being with two future comedians? You got Dan. I don't really know if he's like a funny guy or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So why isn't he part of the tandem? Does he not like hip hop like that? Oh, no. Loves, we just don't like love, him. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Dan, Dan loves hip hop. Um, mm. It's funny. <laughs> Mike, Mike Kaiser, who is the... Uh, He's the president of Black Music at Atlantic Records. Isn't that crazy that that's a real like title in yeah, 2019? President crazy. of Black Music. <laughs> so, but he's a he's a friend of ours. He's a very esteemed person in this business, mm. and uh, and he's best friends with Jay Z. 
And so Dan used to work for the Yankees and Jay and Kaiser went for one of Derek Cheater's last games. And I think it was the last game. Wasn't it, it? it might have been. But there's yeah. a lot of celebrities sitting front row and everything. But they were sitting in A-Rod seats. And so mm. and so Dan goes down to the front row to see some of his people and like Bobby Flay's there and whoever and Action Bronson and, and whoever. And Dan goes... He saw and, Kaiser. Well, and he approaches. And he, but well, me, okay, he saw he saw Jay Z and he saw Kaiser, but he went up to Kaiser instead of talking to Jay Z. Yeah, which, which which is hilarious. Yeah, that's fucking. And so he walks <laughs> over to Kaiser, and Kaiser just looks up, and he was like, "Oh my god, mm. I know you, and I I know your brother." He's like, "Do you love hip hop?" And mm. Dan's like, "I love hip hop." He's like, "You don't love hip hop like your brothers love hip hop, exactly. though. Which is dope. So, but um, also Jay, during this entire exchange, is looking on <laughs> and being like, "How come you're not talking to me? Yeah, why yeah, are you right. talking to Mike Kaiser? Greatest yeah. so, rapper ever. I'm just um, here." Growing up, growing up was awesome. Uh, our parents were really like, you know, fans of how funny we were. They were fans of creativity. They let us paint the basement walls with like baseball logos. They mm. let us, you know, create a, a, a newspaper that we would do every so often. They would just like let us go into the basement and create these worlds that. You know, we would do with like Legos and Playmobiles, but mm-hmm. also like as a parenting technique, they they somehow kept whatever drama was going on. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know. <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't know of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if there like even to this point, like I if there was any drama, I wasn't aware of it. Right. So my so either I was naive or they just like. Hit they really they, well. they made it a very sheltered and warm environment. Like yeah. all of our friends were coming over, but in terms of them, like there was no fighting, there was no stress, there was mm. nothing that I would point to and be like, "Oh, you know, like shit's really going down." You know, it was it was yeah, a yeah. healthy and good relationship with them, but also they made it a healthy environment for us. Right, yeah. right. And so uh, we went to this day camp, right? We didn't. We never went to sleepaway camp. It was just a day camp. Just a day camp in in town, and um, and we would go there, and it was it was just a very creative space there. Like you do the things like you do at any day camp, swimming yeah. or archery or you know what sports or archery. I never have fucking archery. Yeah, rock, <laughs> what, do you, what are you doing right after this? Rocketry. Yeah. Do you want to go fire some arrows? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, arts and crafts, all that stuff. But all at the same time, they had a video program where mm. you know for a half an hour, forty minutes, or whatever it was. Um, you know, the group could make a movie on 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 real video cameras, mm. and or make a sketch or make a, something, and that just sort of like appealed to us. It was something where it was just like, yeah, let's be creative. So by the time we got to work in there, mm. and we would, and this is it, it's also during the school year it turned into this after school rec program. Right. So we would go there and play basketball, and we would go there and play pool, or go there and like play video games, or go there and play dodgeball. It was just like. Let's just sweat it out. Let's have a good time. Grab some pizza and then, like you know, head home. Mm. So we would do that. That's where we grew up. That's where we worked. Once we got to working age, mm. and and so over the summers, when I got to working, my job was I wanted to be in the video department. Mm. I wanted to direct these movies, and so my brothers would be in them, and my brothers' friends would be in them, and those became my friends. And we created these half hour movies about like the mob or about like a bank <laughs> heist or about like aliens coming down to you know destroy us or whatever it which was. was called men in slacks it was because it was so a 1970s <laughs> yeah yeah it was but it was wild you know we created the like um the the memory sticks or whatever to sort of like zap the the will smith and the, right right you know characters and tommy but, lee jones yeah but it but it became this thing where it's just like you know what uh in the middle of this movie 
let's do uh, the Michael Jackson Beat It video. Like, you know, just right, totally right. shop, shop yeah. for shot. Yeah. And so we expressed our creativity that way. Oh, and by the way, do you think that we could do the Beat It dance right here and right now? Absolutely. 100,000%. 100,000% I could do it. Yes. From beginning to end. Facts. The whole thing. Into Fuck, the, I wish I had cameras. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had fucking cameras. Yeah. I'm sure your audience would love, like, just, like, you know, four minutes of silence as we, like, just dance this yeah, whole thing. Know, right? Yeah, But... So we I'll would, tell you how it was. We would have <laughs> we would have this this sort of like warm creative space, and that turned into we would go over to our best friend Greg Mayo's studio and we would just compose mixtapes mm. of original material. That's a guy that did your intro, right? What's up? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg yeah. okay. does all our music. I mean, yeah. does the intro music there? He did our mixtape with DJ Drama. He He's did helping our album. us move tomorrow. He is helping <laughs> us move tomorrow. That's good. Yeah. So, real but, friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that being said, we we've helped him move like six different times. <laughs> oh, you owe me. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we haven't moved in eleven and a half years. He, like, was like, he, he should move us. We spoke <laughs> on the phone yesterday, and he was just like, "It's the least I could do." We're like, "Thank you." Right. But we would go over there and have all these late nights where we're just like, "Yo." Like, make a beat like this, or or let's go in this direction, or sample this song, or let's get one of our friends over to host the mixtape, and mm. we called ourselves the Purchase Street Sweepers. Shout out to DJ K-Slay, because <laughs> we grew up on Purchase Street. Right. And it was us and our friends coming up with, like, the wildest stuff, talking about the world we lived in. Mm. Yeah, you know, you know like, making, making fun, fun of fun people, of, yeah. like, around you, and making fun of campers. Yeah, right. Um, but, like... Uh, it it was it was fun. It was roasting, and it was we thought it was great, and it is great. And like it, if you and listen it, back to it, yeah, and it mm. and it became this thing where it was just like it was our way to be involved in a community that we loved and a culture that we loved from thirty minutes outside of New York, mm. right? And you know, obviously, we're very well read up on the vibes and the double XLs and the sources, and and then it got into like the all hip hops and the SOHHs and everything, right? Mm. And you would you would just maintain until you could move to New York City and live out your dreams. And who knew what our dreams would be mm. until we moved into New York City? Right. Now, Eric, if Kanye saw you now, do you think he'd know who the fuck you are? I don't know. I, I think Kanye's seen so many people like What about Consequence? Uh no, Consequence didn't remember me. You bought his mixtape. Why I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Don C would remember me. A Track remember me. John Monopoly remembers me. Um uh I don't know if GLC would. Uh if you ran into Kanye, would you recognize him? No, no. I I've, <laughs> no, I have no idea who he is anymore. Yeah. Uh Happy remembered me. There's a lot of if I if I told Consequence, like, hey, these I was one of the three people that bought your mixtape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then, then maybe there would be some sort of like understanding there. But um, oh, Nabil, the photographer, remembered me. Um, mm. There's just uh, th- there was a lot of like love in that family at that point. Um, it's just a shame of where he's, he's sort gone. of yeah. gone. Right. But but um, yeah, I worked with Kanye. I worked with Kanye back when it was like cool to work with Kanye. I worked right. with Kanye when it was like. You worked with Kanye before it was cool to work with Kanye. I did. I worked with Kanye when, like, his music spoke to me and my brothers and millions of other people out there because it was different and it was who he was. Mm. You know, it was it was inspirational. It was funny. Like, you, if you look at us and you think, like, wow, like, those guys get hip-hop and they get humor and they get where it can come together, that's because we grew up on Green Lantern mixtapes. Mm-hmm. That's because we grew up on fabulous, you know, punchlines. That's because we grew up on like diplomats 
punch lines. That's because we grew up on 50 and and obviously like the rest of G Unit punch lines. Mm. Shout out to the punchline king. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for us, Kanye just like was in this other world where it was just like, yo, uh, you know what you're saying about like working a job. I worked temp jobs that were so shitty. Mm-hmm. How Jeff, shitty were they? You know, and and Jeff Jeff did too. <laughs> like we both worked shitty jobs to make our dreams come true. But like Kanye was talking about that. You know, he talked about like terrible bosses and being in a culture that you didn't like and people didn't get you. And it was just like, but I'm going to make it out of here. And it's right. just like, I wonder and spaceships and, and all these songs. Yeah, that like just Kanye worked at the Gap. Eric worked at Lacoste in a pop up shop. <laughs> this is true. This is true. At the U.S. Open. Right. But but like and I was like, yo, I, I, I fuck with this guy so much. I just want to do whatever I can with him. Mm. And I put myself in a position to. You know, go to the Grammys with him to be his videographer, to go on tour, to to grow with these people, and um, that's something that that his political beliefs and his um, social beliefs and his weird space that he's in can never take away. Right now, I didn't want to talk about this, but I, you know, we talked about Kanye, so I figured I asked this. Now we got this whole cancel culture thing where mm-hmm. you know we're canceling Kanye, we're canceling R. Kelly. Yep. R. Kelly, rightfully so, but Kanye, I'm kind of on the fence with. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it's okay to throw away the artist and their music, or can you keep one? It's okay. Because I'm, I'm on the fence about it, honestly, with R. Kelly and Kanye. I think those are two very different examples. They're, they are, but, but you know, the whole... That being know, said, no, the, yeah. I mean, like, because it is a conversation that we sort of have to have, like, all mm. of us as a people. Right. Um, I'm just saying that, like, for me, it's weird. I've... I don't listen to either one of them. Okay. Um, currently. Yeah, currently. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's like, these are two artists whose music I definitely grew up on. Right. But it's a funny thing where I'm watching everybody remove R. Kelly's music from the streaming services. Mm. And part of me is like, well, that's, I'm not sure that's the right way to do it. But then part of me is also like that, that is very much the way to do it. Mm. Um, but I think that it, it for me, it's more like if I don't want to listen to him, then I'm making that choice and I will not listen to him. You just don't click on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I do think that there is a harm in the music just disappearing. Mm. But I don't know that it's a wrong thing. Like, it almost feels a little bit to me like, I don't know, it, it feels a little bit like this snowball effect where it's like everybody feels pressured to take this music right off the um the streaming services and yeah. like is that are, are is, is are we as a culture missing out for that i don't know like are are we as a culture missing out because bill cosby's stuff is disappearing right you know like are we as a culture missing out because um you know uh louis ck mm. or um I think you know, the answer is yes. I, I think we are losing. I, I, I think it is a it I think it is a mistake. I think the mm. way that people are punished honestly should be by the law. Mm. Um and and by sort of like ostracizing them and, and here's here's at the end of the day, you're not listening to the music, I'm not listening to the music, you're not watching their programs, I'm not watching the programs. So it, it they don't exist in that in that right. way. Right. I think the the the, the weird thing now is that it's almost like people and i don't think i'm I'm jumping too far off the ledge with this mm. but i think that people equate listening to r kelly 
with actually partaking in child pornography or right? or participating in in uh, a collaboration it's just like honestly what lady gaga for example did because she i she she pulled her song like she's the latest one to pull her song i so, heard that shit anyway but okay so she so she did a song with r kelly <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. but she didn't do anything bad with r kelly like the the thing that she did bad was like maybe you know uh give him a lifeline to make music when there were already accusations and proven problems with the guy mm-hmm. right yeah but you know, does this erase that that happened? I I don't I don't think so. I well, don't know. Well, yeah. the thing that I wrestle with, you know, um, when it comes to that is like XXX Tentacion, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's calling him, you know, an abuser. You know, you beat up your girlfriend, your pregnant girlfriend at that, but then he dies, and now it's like all his sins are forgiven. Now we want to listen to his music and praise right, now him and do all this shit because yeah, he's now, not, now he's not earning those rewards. Yeah, because now he's not physically here. Now it's like okay, now we feel sorry for him. I feel like in that case, like we're all hypocrites. Like right. God forbid Kanye passes, or you know, R. Kelly can go. I don't really care. But if Kanye was to pass. You couldn't tell me there wouldn't be some type of tribute or they wouldn't be playing college dropout 100 miles a minute somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, no, for sure. So why well, you saw that when, you know, when Michael died. Yeah, but... You know, every, every, everybody put his, his music because it was good his, music. Yeah, but his allegations weren't proven. And then, you know, after he passed and the kids come out and say, like, oh, it wasn't true. We was just doing this for, like, a money grab or our parents told us to do it. Right. So it's like... Like I said, God no, forbid I, Kanye passes, like, do we forgive everything that he's doing now because, you know, he's no longer with us? Or do we just, are we supposed to keep that same energy type well, of thing? So well, my thing is that, like, it's impossible. Like, it, life should not be that exhausting where, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where it's like you have to keep up with everybody's mm. different, you know, shitty. Like, there are so many shitty people. I, for mm. example, we had, um, we had Kodak Black on our podcast. Okay. And... It was at a time when, you know, Kodak had left the uh, Ebro interview. Mm. Um, Ebro had asked a question that I do not disagree with. Mm. Um, and we had him on. And mm. we did not ask those questions. Okay. And there were people who said, you know, like, how dare you have Kodak Black on or get ready for the backlash for having Kodak Black on. Right. And in my head, I was like, we've had people who have gone to jail Mm. for like horrible crimes like murder and um attempted murder and stuff Mm. like that and yet i can listen to them and i'm 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 in no way diminishing rape as a crime or Mm. rape as an action i think it is awful i think it is um you know life altering and Mm. and just for everyone out there it is alleged it is alleged. alleged it has not yes. gone to trial yet. Mm-hmm. And so we felt like we couldn't have there we we felt like um having Kodak Black on that was not his entire story. There's more to Kodak Black than these allegations. Right, right. So well and also it's when you're saying like it's difficult to keep up with everything. It is. It is and you have someone like like you, you think about Kanye, mm. and I was thinking about this the other day. I was just like, "Well, why have I taken this stance for him being on the other side of the political aisle?" Mm. And I think it goes back to something that Ebro actually said on his show, which was, 
And I think he said it to Kanye too, which is that like you're doing a disservice because of the pedestal that you're on. Mm-hmm. You are feeding information out there or giving Donald Trump a lifeline where you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you have a, a position. You have to be careful with that. You have to, you know, work with like white gloves on, right? Mm. And then the other day, Ebro said something. And I, I, I wish I remember what it was, but it was something where it was like, no, your facts are not right and politically, and and you put something out there, and it was just like, no, that's really wrong. And, like, you have a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And, Ebro, you should understand. And it's like, well, now what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be extreme and not listen to Ebro because he said something that's damaging just like Kanye said something that's damaging? And it's just like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. Right, right. So. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. I. I don't think people. I don't know. Should Louis C.K. be allowed to work again? I don't know. Mm. Should you know? Yeah, I think it's sort of less like Kevin Hart be able to host the Oscars. I think so. I. Th- you know, it's but it's just like now everything is so touchy and everything is so just like okay. extreme. Now, as hip hop sketch comedians, is there anything off limits? Yes. Yeah. For us. Yes. What? Oh my God. As you know, as, as comedians, the the root word being hey guys, comedians. Hey guys, like, we're not black. We're not using the n word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, <laughs> you know? I would hope not. But you know, like it's like with most comedians, they say that they're supposed to find the funny in everything. Be right. it, yeah, be it, like you, you saw know, what, even um, is, what Neil Brennan said on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you know, like I, so. Neil Brennan was on The Breakfast Club, and Charlamagne asked him um, about the P.O.N.U. sketch from Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. being that they had one of the uh, victims of R. Kelly on the show, and they, and she was talking about how, you know, even though the world found it funny, she found it, you know, humiliating that everyone was making fun of the victims right. and not sympathizing. Now, Neil Brennan says, you know, it's, it's part of the culture. We're trying to embarrass R. Kelly. We're not trying to make light of it. It's just something that you know, happening. We're trying to find the funny in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like I said, in, in hip-hop, you know, crazy shit happens all the time and as hip-hop sketch comedians, you have to find the funny in it or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, turn it on his head somehow. So yep. there, there there, are some things that are off limits to you guys. Well, yes. Now, I, think I'm, that, I, don't, I don't mean like race-specific either. I just no, mean no, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know. that um, we also have different brands of comedy mm-hmm. than, than Neil Brennan or anybody else. I think that for us, there are definitely times when... We went very hard at, at different people. Like you know, mm. we used to in our videos, we would roast people. Right. Our, the second video we ever did was was throwing a surprise retirement party for Lloyd Banks because he was not popping. Now, right? if he would have assaulted you guys, would he have been wrong? If he yes. was to assault us, <laughs> yes. 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 I mean, when you okay, go yes. ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think that like, I think what we would do, I and I think this separates us. Again, this is. You have to put it into sort of perspective where this wasn't this year. Mm-hmm. This was, yeah, this was two thousand seven, eleven yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. whatever, yeah. twelve years ago. But it, it was at a time when I think what separated us from everyone else is that like a lot of people would make foul comments on Twitter mm. and know that no one was going to go after them. We were like, if we do a video like that, we'll then go out into the streets and at parties and clubs or whatever mm-hmm. knowing that like we could run into that person and stand on our own two feet and be like all right yeah we said that we made fun of you lupe fiasco mm-hmm. you know we, we had lupe photoshopped into a jam beyonce sketch uh, mm-hmm. for their wedding and he was a waiter and it was just like a, a stray shot that we threw at lupe fiasco for really no reason mm-hmm. and you know now if we interview him for the podcast 
if he feels a way, he can say it right to our face. Mm. And we can say, hey, man, you know, we were just having fun. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Lloyd Banks came up to us. Lloyd Banks said, uh, you know, 10 years after the sketch, he said, I know you. I don't like you. You made fun of me. Don't be, don't make me beat you up. Mm. And like he's entirely in his rights to say that. Mm. Um, you know, I but to actually beat us up. That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. When you make fun of somebody's livelihood where it's like, this is how I eat, it's how I feed my kids, and yep. you're making a joke of it, you know, if someone was to do that to you guys, mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone has the same tough skin as you, so sure. it's like, yeah. you know, where's the... Oh, no, I, and that's not saying, like, I have super tough skin, it's just that at a certain point, it's like, okay, you can respond to it in a way that, like, you can't fight fire with, like, bombs. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. You know? right. But it would be different if, like, you made a, a, a joke about, like, Styles or something like that. Like, Styles knows you, so yep. he gets it. So, yeah. But yeah. Lloyd Banks doesn't know you, so it's like, who the fuck are these white guys that and, are making jokes And, by the way, our me? second video ever, we do that. I mean, it was yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not denying that it was gutsy. I'm not denying that it was, or, you know, gutsy isn't the right move. But I, I think that, like, you know, mm. it's not like, Lloyd Banks could have been super pissed. Right. <laughs> He's entirely in his rights to feel that way. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would hope that he would watch it and be like, you want to know what? Like, they're funny and there is a respect in there for, you know, certain jokes or whatever. Yeah, like, mm. we, we've said things about Mano, um, you know, a whole bunch of people who have good senses of humor and mm. could take it and appreciate Joe Budden. Joe, Joe was the butt of so many of our jokes. So many. And so many. We have a great, <laughs> and we have a great friendship with him, you know? Um, I think... You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> or Nick Cannon or anybody like yeah, there's, right. there's a lot of people. A lot of people who, have good sense of humor. Nick yeah. Cannon's probably used to it. I would, I would hope. Yeah, so. and he wanted Nick us Cannon, to go even harder. Yeah, Nick Cannon yeah. was like, those jokes don't go far enough. Like, let's ramp more, it up. Yeah, <laughs> make more jokes about me. Make more jokes about me being Mariah. Like, Mariah's like, you know, um, like concubine sort of person. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, all the money's hers and all this stuff. He was yeah. just like, let's go. Mm. So, um, I think if you're to look at us now and you're gonna. Talk about the first two videos we ever did. Deconstructing Biggie, where we took the, the line, your Meg's my style, you're admiring, don't be mad, UPS siring. Mm. Looked at it from the UPS driver's perspective who loved it, or who hated it, and the DHL and the FedEx guys thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Right. Or the second video, which is the Lloyd Banks one, mm. I think we skew more towards the the first one. I mean, it's it's like more creative. But it's like, more thinking of it in a different way. But no, I think that they're both creative, and I think they're both thinking of things a different way. My mm. thing is that I think that we bounce back and forth between those two. I think now as we've grown older, we go more towards the first video where it's just like a more um, thoughtful approach as mm. opposed to the other one. But um, I th- I think that the idea of throwing a retirement party for Lloyd Banks is still fun. No, that's fucking hilarious, yeah. but... If I was Lloyd Banks, I'd be like, "What the fuck is Jeff and Eric?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and and by the way, everybody has our address. It took us <laughs> ten years to find us. That's, that's another thing. Okay, yeah. so why the fuck do you record your podcast at your home? Because we're lazy. But, <laughs> but, okay, but you know, I don't no, want to no, stereotype the, rappers, but it's a lot of criminals out there that come with entourages. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, we were, oh, we were I'm I'm going here to do this interview. Oh, and, yeah. You know, it is. We it's, were advised very early on, like 2008. Like like seven. Like, does your mom ever like check on you? Like, you no. boys okay today? Like, no. you know, no. you know what's crazy is that mom. So, okay, mom has totally like fallen in love with hip hop. Okay. She'll hit, and any fat Joe is on MSNBC. She texts us right away. Oh, you know, dope. she'll be like, uh, you know, Killer Mike is in the New York Times. Mm. Send you the article. Um, you know, she uh, she was in Houston to visit one of her friends from high school. And we're like, oh, mom, you should go to the breakfast club. And then 
we're like, hey, Bun, where the you restaurant. at? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, 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 the restaurant down in Houston. And we're like, mom, or we're like, Bun, where you at? Like, you should go drop in on our mom. Like, mm. she would love that, right? right. She, like, over the moon. So, no, she has no, she knows that we're, like, good. Mm. Like, no one's coming to, like, get our heads or anything. Mm. But there were times when, like, yes, we said some things that were um, offensive to people mm. about maybe their careers or maybe uh, something or whatever. that they did. Yeah. Or, or it was well-deserved. And yeah, people would come after us or people would say things to us or people would threaten us or people would grab us up or people would throw things at us or whatever. Uh, but um, yeah, I, thankfully, you know, no scratches. Yeah, <laughs> right. no scratches. And also, as, as we were told uh, by one of our OGs years ago, it's not the artist to be concerned with. Mm -hmm. It's their people. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to end up in one of their car trunks. Right. Yeah. And and we haven't, you know, we've had Luckily. a lot of people over and I think people I think we've earned enough respect when people come over that, you know, they don't just like go and, you know, throw shit out the window. Right. Because right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny, you know, uh, <laughs> and 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 I, I think that people just treat it as a normal thing now. Mm. It's so weird. Like, look, for everyone out there, we're in a real recording studio right now. Mm. This is what most people do. This right. is what. You know, everyone at loudspeakers does. This is what everyone just has come to. Yeah, understand. I wonder what motherfuckers at my house. Like that's my bubble. Like I, that's where I go to get away from you, motherfuckers. I don't want yeah. you in my bubble. Oh no, you're smart. So, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so it takes a lot of cleaning up. It takes a lot of like care. It takes a lot of just. But I, I will say, I enjoy the vibe that's sort of set up. Yeah. Um. You know, when when you have in our apartment that we're currently moving out of, so it's like sort of a a dead comparison, yeah. but like. Or a dead example, but like to have in that chair everybody from Cardi B to Hassan Minaj to Swiss Beats to you know people behind the scenes like it's mm. just like it, there have been over like two hundred people who we love and respect who mm. have sat in that one chair. And by the way, if you think about it, what makes it a little bit special is that you are doing it at our house, right? So it is. It is if you're willing to make those sacrifices, okay. Mm. The Migos are going to bring over twenty of their friends, right? Or Swiss Beats is going to come over at midnight, mm. or you're waiting for someone Theophilus London for days. <laughs> yep, you know, <laughs> yep, happened. And you have a camera crew in there, and mm. and and you you know you're willing to do all this stuff. People cancel. People stay until three in the morning. People like to talk. People like to hang out. Some people smoke and you don't want to tell them no. Or there are certain episodes where you're like, you know, within five minutes, that's not a good episode. And you never put it out. <laughs> right. You know, so, like so how many episodes have, of that have you had? Which ones? That, that we never that, put that out. That you never put out. Uh, three, five? maybe. Yeah. Not many. Yeah. Really? Okay. Not many. One, one person. Uh, but do they ask you about it? No. Uh, like, hey, welcome to the episode. Uh, not, I was no. not them specifically, maybe, mm. but like their team. Okay. There was a writer who uh, he and I almost got into a fist fight. Mm. Um, that never aired. That yeah. um, <laughs> there are some people who are too. Yeah, I guess maybe it's five. There's some people who are just too young. Some people just don't have anything to say. Right. And some people are just too stoned. Mm. And some people, it's it's just not a fit. It's not a fit. Yeah. But but if you if you're willing to do all that stuff and and you can still be in your own environment, you're creating something that's special and different and and people know that they're not going to a radio studio and seeing like the whole setup that makes it feel like a professional thing. Mm. It's just a more relaxed vibe. Oh, and by the yeah. way, just about those five episodes that never came out, like it at no point 
did we ever bail on the episode? Right. Like, even when you know it's not good, like, you still put in, like, your your thousand percent to be like, let's right. just make this as good as possible. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, it just, they didn't work. This didn't work. Yeah. Now, let's talk about some rappers that you're actually cool with, so the locks, right? Oh, yes. they were actually so, cool with that guy. Actually, so... Two Jews and two black dudes. Well, three black dudes if you count Kiss. If you yeah, want to yeah, yeah. be awake for it, yeah. or four Jews and K- and Jadakiss, <laughs> <laughs> which right. is my yeah. favorite iteration yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, is this something that you guys have been trying to do for a while? Because no. I re- I remember listening to like a past episode where it was like you were interviewing like I think Mero or something like that, and you were trying to get Jim Jones to watch like yeah. a political debate or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. has this always been a thing where it was like, hey, get rappers that don't normally do shit to do shit that we. Yeah, I mean, but those are those are the sketch videos that we did back in the day. Like okay. that was that sort of mentality, and yeah. also same with like every single person that we would interview for like MTV or or even yeah, like I guess MTV is the best example. Mm. They would be like, "What else can we do together?" And then you'd get them to do yeah. Um, like when have you ever heard uh, Bun B rap about uh, pubic options? Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> so except with us, and so right. it was always like, you know, what else can we do together? Like let's do something different. Let's do something new. Um, but no, I, I I don't think that that was, you know, necessarily like we were testing out some sort of thing. It was like that wasn't even our idea. We're kind of like <laughs> yeah. a happy accident. And, yeah, and I mean, like like Eric says to to Styles, he's like, "You should have a podcast." Mm-hmm. And Styles says, "No, we should have it and call it Two Jews and Two to Review the Movies." And right. it, that that speaks to how giving he is and mm-hmm. just how open he is to trying new things mm-hmm. and and what he's just like generally as a person, mm-hmm. which is if so evolved and so dope and we should all hope to be like style right. like in every way he's just such a great human but uh i think too jeff gets a lot of or should get a lot of credit because when we were doing 12 days of podcast jeff was like well what if we actually do do this podcast mm-hmm. so we texted the guys and and we went up there and we didn't know what it was going to be i mean there were conversations i guess on the text chain figuring out like what we could possibly do and then it was like uh, let's just try netflix mm. you know recommendations and and it worked and we just had a lot of fun and that's that's anything that we've done if it's not fun don't do it mm. don't do it and and that's why those episodes well, which is to say like of course there's privilege in that like you know a lot of people um are not able to do that mm. but somehow we've managed to you know through through hard work and through uh, sacrifice yeah and, and certain bounces like we've we've been able to just like make those choices where like if we don't want to do something we won't do it mm-hmm. yeah and 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 so yeah so now we have this side podcast that is 10 episodes in um, mm-hmm. maybe more and and with a lot of great opportunity and crazy to me and I'm sure Jeff too and maybe to you mm. It's become like a driver for us. Like we went down to. It's, um, it's the funniest shit that I've like heard and like what like the lo- like Sheik used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it was He's like a big hulking presence. Yeah. No, I remember like well, I went to a concert when I was like sixteen and I gave Sheik dap and he almost I felt like he was about to rip my arm <laughs> on my fucking side. And you're so. a big like you know tall yeah. glass of water. <laughs> exactly. So it's like big sh- gorilla looking Sheik and mm-hmm. he shakes my hand. It's just like you, it, it would be how I imagine like. Buster Rhymes gives like daps and hugs and oh, shit. Yeah, oh, by the way, and, Buster Rhymes, like the biggest. He will, yeah, <laughs> accidentally choke you out. Like exactly. That. Yo, and that's how I looked at Sheik. It was like, yo, you know, the hardest they come from Yonkers, and yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. scared of Sheik. And I, I meet him, and then he almost ripped my fucking arm on my yeah. sock. And I'm like, I'm no, I'm no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but 
they're the kindest, funniest, Ex- greatest dudes. Yeah, over. I'm not scared of them anymore. But it's right, like, right, 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 right. To the point where it's like, damn. And and so <laughs> and so, what happens then is that you create an environment that's that's challenging and exciting and something that you just want to keep doing. And like, I it's it's wild to me that it's something that people are paying attention to so much that. We stepped off the plane in Atlanta when we went down there, mm-hmm. and from the moment that we got off, you know, the plane, it, people were just talking about two Jews and two black dudes, and they wanted more of it and wanted to know when it was coming down. And to by the way, like that's not an exaggeration. Like there are times when obviously we don't get recognized, and and you know all these things, but in mm. Atlanta when we went down there, right, it was like, like the moment. We were like the, the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Now, did you feel like that you made it or that you made some type of impact in hip hop? Where it was like, yes, this is what. We've been um, working for. Uh, all right, moments that we felt like we actually like made it made a difference. The Rockefeller show that we did that, that felt like was fucking. I, w- I was upset I couldn't go to that. Oh man, you should be. I, yeah. I, I was. <laughs> um, no, that 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 whole evening felt like we created a, a, a moment that was. It was the hottest night in New York, or yeah, the hottest ticket, ticket in, New York, yeah. in New York. Yeah, and mm. also like it's something that that lives on. People can watch it on YouTube. People can listen to it, and and. And and get so many gems out of that mm. because Rockefeller means so much to I'm sure all of us. Yes, and that we were able to go through that history with our heroes at our show in front of a live audience uh, meant everything to us. Yeah, I think um, other moments that I felt like I made it. Uh, Green Lantern coming up to us. He was the first person to like say anything to us. Um, we were at SOBs and it was a Wale concert for CMJ Week, mm-hmm. and he like came through the crowd, just said like, "What's up? You know, you what you're doing uh, matters. Mm. Yeah, don't I, stop." And then he he left through yeah. like, the open door. When a lot of your your heroes uh, tell you something, like you know, when Bun B calls us up to to talk about just regular life, you know, um, when yeah, I got off the Rihanna plane. Which I had an awful experience on, and I want Bun to talk B about that as well. Yeah, and said like, I just want to make sure you're you're, you're okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I was like, that's amazing. Every time Jada Kiss calls us by our names, mm. yeah, it, it like blows my mind. You're really friends with these people, like that's yeah. that's that's wild. But I think also when we sold a TV show, we sold it to MTV. It didn't get made. Um, there were a lot of reasons why, and I, I, not many of them were were really our fault. But whatever, like the the. the 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 things the, the dominoes just sort of like happened to fall in the the perfect way where it didn't happen. I mean, mm. and that being said, there were things that we probably could have done better. Mm. You but know, in hindsight, but whatever. But but we sold this TV show, and when we announced it, there was a big announcement in the theater, and we went to this party, uh, the opening night party for Stadium Goods, mm. and. All of our friends were there, and we had been sitting on this news for the longest time because there was a long negotiation with our lawyers and everything, and we made the announcement. And so many people came up to us to congratulate us because they felt like if we could get something done at MTV, Mm. then that was opening the doors for the rest of the culture. Mm. And there was such a great opportunity there for us, for MTV, for Hip hop at large, and it just didn't work out. But but in that moment, it was just like, oh no! Like we we kicked the door in. We have solved this, and we're going to win. Now, being that you guys are, you know, friends with all these rappers, you know, the locks, uh, Bun B, and everything like that. Now, when you first initially got into this hip hop field, did you feel like that you wouldn't be accepted, you know, for any reason because you know you're white or you know what you're doing isn't conventional? Or I don't think I worried about it. 
No, I never no. was worried that? about it. No. I, I think um I never thought that we would be friends with these people. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, that's a No, that's like, a that's yeah. a totally different thing. I thought um no, it's a, it's a funny and weird thing. Mm. You know, like uh I I remember there are definitely times when I've been in rooms and everybody has looked over at me because mm. I'm the only white dude in this room. Um, I've definitely had people come up to me and been like, are you an executive? Um, we were, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, we, we definitely do, do not fit the part of people who do what we do mm. in terms of looks. Like we do not look like we belong or, or at least used to. Now I think the culture is different. Right. And I think too, we never worried about whether we would be we liked. I think we're just. I I think in general we're nice people, mm. and people can sense that, and people can look at our record and know that we're nice people and good people. And you don't make it in this business if you're a snake, mm. or I guess I mean I guess you could. Yeah, yeah, you, but, yeah you definitely could. But uh, there's but you got to be surrounded by somebody who's like. Yeah, I, I think there's benefits to not being a snake in this right. business. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that we stood for. And, um, like, it's corny to say, but it's true. It's real, recognized, real. Mm-hmm. And here we are, 12 years into our career, and these people see the creativity, and they see the effort, and they see that we've never stabbed anyone in the back, mm-hmm. and they see that the content we create is different and long-lasting and true, and they want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. Okay. Yeah. Now, with the content that you guys create, be you know the podcast and stuff like that. One thing I always wondered: where, like, we're in this society where like numbers matter mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. Why are your numbers off? Mm-hmm. Uh, we always felt like every episode should be treated the same. Mm-hmm. And what do numbers matter if you're not advertising for us? Right. I think that like a lot of people are sort of coming around on that idea. I saw Kanye talking about it, and one of the only things that made sense <laughs> from Kanye this past year. All the likes and the... Where it's just like... Exactly. Yeah, like, so sort whatever. of like, um, you know, like what does that even matter? You know, I like, mean, in the grand scheme of things, it, it pre- when certain executives or like the higher ups see certain numbers, they can be like, "Oh, they're doing this amount of numbers, so they should be worth this, and we can put them on this stage, and they'll give us this amount of exposure." You right. know, but, because but you of. Know what? But you know what, though, a friend of ours um, named Sophie Ash, who mm-hmm. is she's worked with a million people, and she's Sophie, and she's amazing. She's been in this business just as long as we have, and she is much younger than we are and so she's been grinding since a very young age and done a lot of really cool stuff she was going on this twitter rant on the way down here and i'm just like reading it on the train and i was like oh "Oh." today Mm -hmm. yeah right on the way down here and she she was talking about streaming numbers and 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 whatever people are just attracted to numbers now and nothing else matters besides the numbers Mm. but the way that we operate for better or for worse doesn't operate around doesn't doesn't focus on numbers it's Mm. like word of mouth and i think if the cool people are talking about you yeah i think that's what it is right like it's not we might not have the biggest audience Mm. but i think that we have a smart i think we have a good i think we have a loyal audience yeah Mm. and 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 for whatever that matters yeah and 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 the type of people who listen to our podcast are the ones who are going to get us to the next level up. Mm. And so 
that's that's what matters to us. It it it, it matters that like we have a, a good conversation and people will get to that and people will understand that and like that and someone in power at one of these buildings at one of these corporations will be like, "You know what? We want to put money behind what you do mm. to let you do more of that." And right. by the way, like we'll never hopefully put out individual numbers for episodes, mm. but we did put out um, the numbers that we did collectively for the past year. We did three million streams on our our podcast last year, which mm. is great. So I mean, like we, awesome. do, we do feel like we're we're having some sort of impact, mm. but I'm not gonna go through the whole rigmarole of being like, you know, because uh, Marsha Saint Hubert didn't say the most controversial thing about mm. one of her artists or uh, a competing artist or whatever, an artist on a different label, like that that means that her story doesn't matter. You mm. know, like, I think it's very easy to go viral. Like, right. all you mm. have to do is you just say something wild and you run with a headline. And that's been our thing our whole career. Mm. It's not that we did one video and put it up on YouTube and it went crazy. It's that mm. we, like, followed it up. Mm. And you followed it up. And so we've been doing this podcast. Let's just talk about the podcast. We've been doing this for uh, almost four years now. Mm. And... We want you every Monday night or Tuesday morning to be like, oh, man, I can't commute to work mm. without a new episode from the guys. But mm. also, I mean, like, you know, uh, you're going to put this episode up. Right. And hopefully. Hopefully. Just recording. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I keep nervously looking over. Yeah, at me the too, because he's no, not fucking yeah, here. So I'm it's like not moving. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is recording. It is. OK. Cool. Um, but, you know, you're going to put this episode out. And I can promise you, it's not going to go viral. Mm. You know, so I don't know if you want to stop. Unless there's recording. a lot of like Lloyd Banks, you know, yeah. like stands <laughs> out there who really hate us. But yeah. yeah, but like I think that what there is a value in doing it though, for you and for us. Mm. Um, I think that it's nice for us to get our story out, and I think that for you, I think it it shows off your chops, and I think that it shows, you know, when you when you put this with the other episodes you put out, that mm. you you're compiling a body of work as well. Right, and so. You know, I think that that's like that's what's important. Mm. It shouldn't be like, hey, you know, damn, like mm. the, it's the real guys didn't say something crazy about. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't really go for or, all like, that. You know, you know, like we didn't go at low key. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, because I somewhat went viral. I got my first taste of viral fame maybe like last week or something. Mm -hmm. Did you it know? change you? Congratulations. No, not at all. But yeah. it was yeah. like that whole thing that happened with Torre and the girl that accused. Him, yep, mm -hmm. yep. I Torrey the, the journalist, not Torrey the yeah, rapper. Torrey, right. yeah, yeah, Torrey yeah. the journalist. So, shouts to uh, the, on, the good Torrey, right. so, <laughs> the right. good Torrey. So, yeah. on like all these blogs and stuff, um, when she outed Torrey, I was the one that kind of left a comment that she, you know, did this oh. whole diatribe with. Yes. Oh no, I did see that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was that was me. So so <laughs> it was like I got my first taste of fame where I got like you know I, I didn't I haven't posted anything in maybe like a month or so but I got like 20 new followers nice people are DMing me talking about uh you know with laughing emojis and shit like that I'm like is this what it is when you actually because you ask the important questions that's a fucking question mark that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it was right. like it was, it was the meanest dot 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 question mark yeah. ever so you know when that shit happened I was like oh this is I, I wish I had some shit to kind of promote it was like if you come to my page it was like you know you see something because you know on Instagram it shows you like how many visits you got in like the last few days or whatever yeah. mm -hmm. I have like 2,000 right now Whoa. and I haven't posted shit so I'm like I don't have anything to promote I'm just you don't here. have a mixtape I don't have a mixtape nothing but, but, but <laughs> 
you know what's important is that like that that one moment you don't look at it and be like oh well that was my missed opportunity it's just like no that's I cool. felt like that it for should. a little while that's just been beating me up for it like shouldn't. a while it shouldn't why? because I because I wanted to interview her and. Obviously, I have a podcast, so it's yeah. like, why didn't I? I didn't want to be that gossipy guy who's like, oh, right. you know, she says that shit, but then she goes on Mouse's podcast. Right. I'm like, fuck, why didn't I do that? You know, if I want to be in this media realm, I got to, you know, well, get you what it gets good. You don't, but like, you have to know what your lane is, right? Right. And so, like, if you if you genuinely are like, I don't want to do that, yeah, I didn't, don't I didn't do it. I didn't. Well, here's, here's my thing. So I, I looked at the Mouse thing, and I was like, they played that so smart. Right. And and that could be Mouse, that could be their producer John Mena, it could be like someone else, it could be whatever. Yeah, they uh, he and and she know each other, so like yeah, that, easy an easy thing. But then like when it happened, like she she wrote the comment, yeah, and then three minutes later she sent me like screenshots of DM. So I'm like, oh, so now I see what Torrey's saying, and you know the back and forth commentary, or whatever. So I'm like. What the fuck do I do? I have no power to do with this. You know, I'm not, I don't have the numbers. I don't have the followers. I can't really do shit with this. Right. Why well, didn't I think to ask her for an interview? And then when people come to my page, when I get to 2,000 visits, yeah. somebody could have seen something, go to an interview. Who knows what that leads no. to? But well, it's okay. like. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But like. May, yeah, maybe. But, but, but the way that I look at it is is this, right? So you reached out to us. Mm. Well, first, I, I want to say about the mouse thing. I think they played that very smart. In the same way that, like, when Combat, and this is maybe where John Mena comes into the picture too, but when Combat mm. had Dame Dash on and Dame went after Todd Moskowitz and Joey IE, yeah, right, and he was like, okay, cool, let's go get Joey IE and do an episode mm. so he can talk about his thing, right? And so with this Tere thing, it was like Tere says something. Then they had the 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 lawyer talking about the R. Kelly situation yeah. in between, but then it was like, cool, let's get her perspective. We we had this happen on the show, yeah. But like, let's look at it in a in a fair, and different way. Mm. And so, for you, look for anybody. Honestly, I think the way that any of this happens, people are always people hit us up and they're just like, "How do you guys get Swiss Beats? How do you get Cardi B? How do you get Jamel Hill? How do you get Hassan Minaj or whoever?" I'm so proud they got you guys here because I don't know how to write a fucking email. Well, no. So here's the damn. So here's, <laughs> so here's what this is. It's it's essentially like a, it's like hey, you guys free on this day? You come? Yeah, hey? but, yeah, but but. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you why it worked for us. Mm. And but I think in general, you don't start with Cardi or Swiss or Hassan or whoever, mm -hmm. Jamel Hill. You start right. off with the people you start off with. You know yeah. someone, okay, then you build on top of that. And then at a certain point it's like with all due respect to the first three people that you had on, right. you don't need to name them at a, you know, right, any, right, any longer. Right. You say like, "Well, we got these people now." Right. Well, yeah. I I, I will say that um that our first episode was Alchemist. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but but <laughs> no, but that, I mean that wasn't our For first the podcast. That was yeah, our yeah. first recorded. So that's episode. like eight years into our career. Mm -hmm. Nine years into our career, whatever. Right. Um, but uh, for you, yeah, you wrote us an email. Mm -hmm. We did our research. Mm -hmm. You had our friend Loki on. Mm -hmm. That helped. It was like cool. Well, if Loki can do it, let me hear this and see what it's like and see what the vibe yeah, is. Yeah, I gotta I gotta pay my SoundCloud bill. I have way more episodes than that. Well, that's dope too. <laughs> but but. But the low one mattered to us. Right. And now, hopefully, you can say, well, low-key and it's the real been on mm -hmm. and get someone bigger than us. Yeah, right. And then and then you, you just build you up just on it. Just keep building off of that. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what it is. And it shouldn't be about, like, the opportunity that you had. Because that's not going to be the last opportunity that you will ever have. Right. Like, we've had ideas, man. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast elsewhere. You have ideas and, and you think that they could be great and do something. And then someone else does an idea so similar to yours and it's like mm. 
Well, all right. That right. can't be the is last that, good is that idea. Be like the the hill I die on. Right. 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 Okay. And oh, look at us yeah. now. Like yeah. like again, if we stand for anything, it's like we're independent. We do our shit. We do it well. But also, we do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the podcast, and it's not just the music, and it's not just the TV shows, and not just the merch, and it's not just the book, and it's not—it's all these things. Mm. Now, being that you guys do a lot of things, now you, now you mentioned the music. Mm-hmm. So now, Teddy Bear Fresh. Yep. Mm-hmm. When's the second album coming out? Is there a second album coming out? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when is that dropping? Do you have a I, somewhat release date? Are you working on things? We're working on things. Yeah, there's some things that we've recorded. Um, we haven't had time to like go back into the studio in a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, just being honest, like you know, you work on a million different projects, and you think that you're gonna have time for certain things, and then you end up, you know, putting more emphasis on certain other things. You so know? you have, going back to the very beginning of the conversation, mm. one of the things that we do to keep ourselves in order is we have a spreadsheet. Mm. It's like goals this week, goals within, ne- goals next week, goals. Within three months, six months, and a year. Which okay. is, and by the way, we've never done this before. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of new. This is this is very new. This is uh, January 2019. This is not like right, right. Eleven years of being like, hey, like, how are we gonna level up this year? Like, right, we, yeah. It was always more casual than that. This year is more like, up. you want to know what? Like, let's let's people talk about when you put your an idea into the air. Like, will that come to fruition or whatever? Mm, yeah. So we're trying it, and right. so and it's working. And it's, it's nice to tick the things off, you know, mm. like this one is red for not working. This one is yellow for it's in motion and and green for it happened. And so and white for haven't even started yet. Right. <laughs> and within within six months is is the album, because I there is something about putting something out. Uh-huh. You work on something enough. Mm. Don't just sit on it. Mm-hmm. We did that for the first mixtape with DJ Drama. We do that with the album, and you know, at a certain point, it's just like the art's the art, right? Mm. Nothing's gonna change. Mm. The time's not gonna change. The opportunity's not gonna change. Put your art out there, and I think even today, like you can see that streaming keeps things alive. Mm. You never. We have we have friends who have seventy five million streams that came out of nowhere because. Right. Um, People decided to take a bit of that song and create memes from it. Right, right. Like, whoa, whoa, like that song's three years old. Yeah, yeah. And so you never know what could happen. People should go listen to our shit. It's good. There's a mm. song called Waco. I listened to it the other day, and I was like, this still freaking that shit still sounds slaps. great. And, and I, I like talk about it for like motherfuckers that I don't. I don't know if you how serious you take rapping but you motherfuckers got some chops thank you you. you. can (laughs) rap a little bit and what i what i feel bad about is that the demos that we have now for the new project sound so much better sound so much better and they're just (laughs) demos too but like you know did someone mention to us the other day about doing something with the locks yes in a professional setting like rapping wise yes that would be fucking awesome and do we have (laughs) ideas for that yes and so like who knows what will happen from this? How it will end up? We got the name already. We got the the um. Th- we have a lot of ideas in motion on it. Mm. But the shit sounds hard. Um, we're rapping in really creative ways. The yeah. flows are dope, and uh, and I think that there is a lane for us. Mm. Like that's that's another thing too. Like, we're do not- you want to be in that little dicky lane or no? No, no what? No, but oh. we, 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 we went we this don't. whole interview with nice things. <laughs> but we yep. wanna we want to be in our own lane for everything. Like right, you know, right. Like, so, um, but no, I, I think that, 
No. Because okay. Lil, <laughs> no. Here's the problem with Lil Dicky is that he is not of the culture. He uses the culture. So he's a culture vulture. Sure. You know say. Well. I, yeah. No. Like, look. You don't have to say, but you know, I, I'll fucking say it. I know what we have done to again stay true to this culture, to show our faces at mm. all these places around here, to be good with everyone in this business and all the artists and the people who matter and and the people who don't matter like just be good people right love this culture don't use it we're of this culture mm-hmm. and that's why people fuck with us right yeah now is the album that you're working on is it more on the comical side like teddy bear fresh or are you getting to more serious topics or like is it a combination it's of all both? about cancel culture <laughs> um, <laughs> no i i i, I so okay, so we had a big meeting with with Greg Mayo uh, before we sat down and, and recorded new stuff, mm. and the three of us spoke about and me specifically. I was just like, "Yo, I think that we could do something that is still funny, that still has great punchlines, mm. that still has big hooks, that still has great replay value, and be more in a childish Gambino lane, not in mm. the way that he." does social commentary and not in the way that he does more poppy music but in the idea where it's like yes comedian Mm -hmm. but makes dope music Mm -hmm. right and that's what it should be and i think that uh in that discussion there were we were like we don't have to be funny every single time Mm. like i love fire in a crowded room get the hose (laughs) but it but it but it doesn't need to be that overt all the time you know but it could be it it could be it it definitely could be now with the music, with the podcast, with two podcasts, what's mm-hmm. the overall goal for It's the Real? What's the overall goal for Jeff and Eric? Like, you can't do pod. Well, you could do podcasts forever. It's to but, finish off the spreadsheet, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what's the ultimate goal? Because you don't want to. You, you guys don't want to be. You know, thirty, four. Well, not 30, well. We're already well, moving forty, to a new place, fifty so. <laughs> something. You yeah. know, still doing podcasts think, and making jokes and. I mean. I don't know. I think I think that the the ultimate thing is to is it, is you it, want you want to do stuff that matters, mm-hmm. and I think that so when it um, impact culture, yeah, okay. yeah. I think that what 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 we've done so far is we have done stuff that is uh, we started off with doing stuff that's cool. We started off doing or that like transitioned into stuff that was um, still funny but different, mm. and I think that now we're doing stuff that's important. But I think that we haven't had the stuff that like has like real um, resource behind it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think we're looking for that. Yeah. Like, what's something that that's gonna be able to stick the test of time for like ten years? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think there is something where all of this comes together through a TV show, mm-hmm. and that is um, important and long lasting. Mm-hmm. You hear us say those words, and we really mean it. Like a friend of ours who is in this in this in these circles um mentioned the other day that he wanted to do something important to culture and i was like yo why have we not talked about this and about working together right Mm. and i do think that again the world catches up with you right this opportunity is presenting itself we're going to sit down and talk about this and i believe we can do this together Mm. and i believe it's important i believe we've taken all of this time to get here to this point at the right time in all of our lives to do this project. And I think that the TV show we'll create will be um, something that, that does, it's, it's a proper reflection of 
everything we love and laugh at in this business. Mm. So if you if you like our podcast, if you like our music, if you like our rhyme book, if you like our merch, if you like our sense of humor on Twitter or Instagram or in real life, mm. and a lot of people like us just in real life for telling our shit, right? Mm. Like this is our journey. Mm. Maybe you guys out there, like there's something that really resonates with you. But we've gotten here and we've been the underdog and we remain the underdog. And even if we do successful things and people call us legends, like that's really nice. Mm. But it doesn't stop us and we keep going, right? Doing that TV show and making a, a mark on culture and really representing properly for something that we care so much about, that would be extremely satisfying. Mm. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where can everyone uh, listen to the podcast, uh, music, yeah. everything like that? Uh, you can always, always. find us <laughs> on itsthereal.com. Uh, you can always find all of our old episodes and new ones on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. What's the new one? Castbox. There you go. Do you yeah. know Castbox? It's I new to us. I, I see know. it pop up on my uh, feed on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, I've yeah. never been to uh, it. If people have I've Androids never, out there, yeah. like go yeah, listen. Yeah, I've, I've never been to that shit. I don't yeah. know what that is. No, but I mean, like you know, we. But listen on Castbox. Okay, yeah. cool. Shouts to Castbox. Yeah, shout to Castbox. Whatever <laughs> the fuck. Um, if you like podcasts and you have an app. It's probably there. Yeah, uh, just search like time with it's, it's the real. The real yeah. yeah, or uh, two Jews and two blacks. Use review the movies. Um, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Yeah, mm. everything is at it's the real. And um, and look, man, we're we're our own pirate ship. Mm. Like I said, no management, no agents, no big building backing us. Mm. No, no network. This is us. We work out of our apartment. We're about to move into a new one. <laughs> are you going to record the podcast there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, by the way, like every time we were looking at new apartments, mm. we were like, "Ooh, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if like, what's the acoustics will, like in yeah. here." Yeah. Oh no. Well, or the can acoustics we fit are going to be. Do they have cement ceilings? Where would yeah. we put the couch so people could sit on I it? I think we're worried yeah. about the new place's acoustics. Yeah. Well, I was having a conversation with Mayo about it, so we're going to figure it out. But um, we got a we got a rug, so that'll take up some like you know right some of, <laughs> of the bounce. But but the ceilings are way higher. But you know but. But people should put, uh, keep rooting for us and keep supporting us. And, and anytime you tell a friend about us, mm. that helps the brand. You know, that helps us and that helps get the word out. Because, like, while it's extremely meaningful that people have been riding with us for almost 12 years. Mm. Like, and it is funny to me, too. Like, all the people who were just like, yo, I was at your first. And we saw that SOBs, right? And mm. everyone's like, I was there. And it's like, well, it only fits like so many people, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Everybody was there, right? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> was at the Rockefeller show. Everybody was like, at the, the Rockefeller show feels like Woodstock in like uh. everybody was there. And it's like, no, you weren't. No, yeah, you yeah, weren't. Yeah. 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 But, but, but I love it. But uh, what, what means a lot to us too are the new people who come who are like, yo, I don't know. My my cousin told me about you, and I binge listened to everything over the last month. Mm. Yeah, somebody just wrote that they were listening to three year old episodes of our podcast all day today, and I was like, "That's amazing!" Yeah, that's so crazy. whatever it is, let us know because that that means something too. Like I don't know about you, but like mm. if you if you record a podcast and you put it out into the world, no one can listen to it. Everyone can listen to it. You don't know, but if people let you know that they listen to it, yeah. that's yeah. more meaningful than any number can even you know say i just mm. want to close out on one thing what's up which is i'm never going to address this on our podcast mm. okay but you know how we like say that we're your third favorite podcast <laughs> that yeah, yeah why why are you the third favorite podcast I, we think it's funny yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so um so we say that and then 
the worst part about that though <laughs> is that people are like Oh, like uh, Joe Budden and, and Drink Champs are my one and two. Yeah, I guess you're number three. And like it checks out and it's like, fuck you. Like yeah, it's a joke. Don't like, say that. Yeah, don't actually make us the third favorite. Like, you're number, number one. one. But like joke. the joke is that we're number three. And, <laughs> and it bothers me to no end when people like start listing their podcasts and we're like, oh, you want to know what? Like, I guess they're number three. Yeah, things that bother Jeff, that. Yeah. Uh, th- <laughs> things that bother me, misspelling our name. Yeah. It's How the fuck no apostrophe, no spaces. It's the real. Oh and everybody, God. everybody gets it wrong. Yeah. Like even people that like you know know us and love us and like we hang out with them. Yeah. Can't get it right, and it's just like this is a fight I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna win. I mean, I guess those are fans that you don't want. Oh yeah. no no, we want, no, 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 we, we want, want them all. Fans. Every we fuck love you all, illiterate. Yeah, yeah all yeah. of them. Listen, yeah, everybody everybody huh. makes mistakes. I thought you were a woman. And <laughs> 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 we can end on that. <laughs> So, again, thank you guys for coming. You'll be number one in my hearts. Thank you. Thank my you. heart. I only have one. So, uh, <laughs> let's see. I think that's pretty much it. So, one thing's for certain. We too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. Mm. I go by the name of Domino. That's It's The Real. Yeah. And Shout we're out of here. co-host. Yeah. yeah <laughs> my, my new co-host. And we out of here. Domino, motherfucker. What's happening? C'est tout.